Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Uh, we've got an update on what's been happening. We know that the UPenn president resigned over the weekend. Uh, a lot of pressure being brought to bear on other presidents of other universities, especially the, the big three that went before Lee Stefanik last week, uh, that being MIT, UPenn, and Harvard. Um, what's so interesting about this, it's now taken on a whole new meaning um, because uh, despite the crumbling re- reputation of Harvard's president or Harvard's president, Claudine Gay, they're going to keep her. Now, Harvard University, through their support behind President Claudine Gay in the face of these growing calls for her to resign over her handling of campus anti-Semitism, uh, and yet in the interim... Uh, she's also had to address a very serious charge of plagiarism uh, that compounded concerns about her leadership. But in spite of that, the Harvard Corporation uh, and the university's highest governing body said, quote, we unanimously stand in support of President Gay in this statement uh, sent out earlier this morning. As members of the Harvard Corporation, we today reaffirm our support for President Gay's continued leadership of Harvard and the board said our extensive deliberations affirm our confidence that President Gay is the right leader to help our community heal and to address the very serious societal issues that we are facing. The university said it learned of plagiarism allegations in October regarding three of Miss Gay's articles. So it wasn't one incident and an independent review uh, that the concerns did not rise to the level of, quote, research misconduct. Even so, she has issued corrections uh, and she's apparently rewriting parts of her thesis, a 1997 doctoral thesis, which became the focus of plagiarism allegations following a report in the Manhattan Institute City Journal. 
And anyway, and she paraphrased passages, quote, nearly verbatim. That's supposed to be a big no-no in college. Now, the statement signed by the fellows of Harvard College means that Miss Gay has escaped, for now, the fate of the former University of Pennsylvania president, Liz McGill, who had to resign on Saturday. Now, let's go back to the beginning of all of this. And as these three presidents of universities, UPenn, Harvard, and also MIT, went before Elise Stefanik, and here's how it went down with Claudine Gay. Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard code of conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Wow, very powerful. Joining us now, or a good friend of this program for many, many years, Carol Swain is back with us. Uh, and apparently, Carol, uh, who, by the way, is in, in, an incredible, um, if, if you look at her background, incredible ac academic credentials. Uh, my understanding is one, one of the people that she plagiarized was you. Is that true? It is true. Uh, she lifted uh, passages, only a couple of passages, out of my prize-winning book, Black Faces, Black Interests, The Representation of African Americans in Congress, it was published in 1993 and updated in 95 and 2006. Uh, and so that was that was the first thing that I was made aware of. And I immediately wanted to wait before I spoke. I wanted to read her research to see what she had been doing over the years. And I noticed that her research followed the uh, themes of my book but without really engaging my book, like she will have one citation in her bibliography, but there's no way anyone reading her articles would know that all of her research, you know, follows the theme of my award-winning book that won three national prizes, cited in numerous lower court uh, cases, cited by the U.S. Supreme Court. She uh, should have engaged the work, even to refute it uh, and disagree with it, because we did disagree. She didn't do that. And so it's like I was canceled in my research uh, from the very beginning. She didn't acknowledge that her work on minority representation uh, was work that really followed my work that was considered seminal. Well, I mean, then what is your reaction before we get to the 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 comments that she made? You know, if it crosses into conduct, which I think is obscene, um, I want to speak directly. I mean, she's the president of what is supposed to be one of the most prestigious universities in the country. 
and they have multiple instances of of plagiarism. Um, how does any any college president survive that on its uh, just on its own? But Sean, they can't uh, normally. But let me tell you this: she never met the standards for tenure at an Ivy League institution. When I uh, received tenure at Princeton, the standard was you had to have a path-breaking publication, a path-breaking book. As far as I can see, she does not have any books, and all her research is derivative of my research. And it's not plagiarism in, in the sense that she copied passages from my book, but I would argue that her whole research agenda really grew out of work that I had done back in the 1990s. And this is how it hurts people like me. In academia, your statue, uh, everything about how you are accorded respect comes from the number of citations you have. If someone like her, if they have a body of work and they're not citing someone, someone that uh, is a leader in the field, people who read their work, you know, may never know that they're drawn on someone else's work. And I don't just blame her. I blame her committee and her colleagues because people in political science knew about my work. Uh, it won the highest prize in the profession, so there's no way they didn't know. I would argue that in the mid-1990s, after Derek Bach and William Bowen wrote a book, The Shape of the River, where they argued in, argued, argued in favor of preferential treatment uh, for affirmative action, at that time, I had started uh, writing and comment, commenting in favor of uh, of race-neutral, means-tested affirmative action. And so the elites all around me at that time, I was at Princeton, they were going in one direction, and ideologically, I was going in another direction. I supported class-based, race-neutral affirmative action, and that was not popular. And as I became more and more conservative, eventually leaving the Democrats, becoming an independent, and finally a Republican, I would say that I was kind of canceled. And so she got away with having a whole research career without really acknowledging my work the way scholars would traditionally do if you're building on someone else's work. So today, yesterday I was sad. I was sad for academia. I was sad for myself. Today I'm angry because there's no way that she should have been tenured in the Ivy League. Once it was exposed that she had plagiarized, uh, she should have immediately been fired or forced to step down. And Harvard University thinks that it gets to decide what plagiarism is because some of her supporters have argued that's not plagiarism. Uh, so they're saying that Harvard University decides what constitutes plagiarism. I don't think so. Well, they're certainly changing the definition and lowering the bar dramatically to thread the needle to keep her in the position. Uh, what was your reaction to the questioning of Elise Stefanik to Claudine Gay? Uh, it was a simple question uh, about, you know, the issue of bigotry and whether or not if you call for genocide of Jews, is that bullying and harassment? According to Harvard policy, and her answer is, well, only if it crosses uh, the line into action. So, in other words, you can say anything you want. Now, I would ask you, you know, can you say anything you want about any other identity group at Harvard University in the halls of Harvard? I tend to think 
that if you are a racist, if you are a sexist misogynist, that if you went against the LGBTQ community, uh, that if you were Islamophobic, if you used the wrong pronoun and were, quote, labeled as transphobic, I would imagine the reaction would be very different. Here we're talking about calls for genocide and that that's okay, that's acceptable as long as it doesn't cross into action, which I find unconscionable, especially in light of, you know, what this was referencing, and that was the murder and the raping and the beheadings and the torture and the kidnapping and and the the terrorist activity of October 7th. Well, Sean, we, we, we both know, as well as the listeners out there, if the Jewish students were black and the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian students were white, it would have been shut down immediately. It would not be taking place on our campuses. And what we have here <laughs> is the DEI industry uh, in action. And my book, The the Adversity of Diversity, I think Dr. Gay is a poster child for the conundrum that the DEI industry poses for civil rights laws, for the Constitution. It turns everything upside down. It, ha- it uh, hurts racial and ethnic minorities, but it hurts everyone. Every student uh, at Harvard will be hurt by Dr. Gay's leadership. And so the Harvard board, because she's their first DEI black president, they think that they have to protect her and at the expense of their brand. Because there's no way uh, in the in the real world that someone and she went to the best schools. She went to Exeter. She um, supposedly won a prize for her senior thesis. I want people to go back and examine that senior thesis. And so she has had the best of the best of the best. I come from poverty. You know, I came from the school of hard knocks. I had to work for everything. And most Americans have had to work for everything. But, I mean, this woman who's had everything just breezes in. So progressives, they created her. They're protecting her. And they're doing it at the expense of academic standards. And they are harming every student in America. All right, quick break. More with Carol Swain on the other side. 800-941-SEAN is on number. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn. But after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her. They supported her. And they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son who is now five years old today he's amazing he brings absolute joy to my heart i could not imagine life without him can you help out this great mission of preborn and maybe even in a big way every donation is tax deductible they don't get a penny from the federal government like planned parenthood they rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community now to donate just dial pound 250 say the keyword baby pound 250 keyword baby or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. 
Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours. I cannot tell you how much we love it. And you know what? We get it up and running all year long. But in the spring, the kids are even more excited to go out because it's not as cool to get there. It's got awesome LED lights. Anthony and I can use it for our shoulders and our aching joints. And the kids are jumping around and swimming. And they're swimming better than ever because it's a Michael Phelps swim spot. And they're learning. It's fantastic. 100% built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com, put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what do you think they'd say? Hi, this is Buck, this is Tom, this is Susie. Did you know that an unborn baby's heartbeat is already beating at three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in because the heartbeat is the voice of Preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Every free ultrasound costs 28 bucks. They don't get a penny from the federal government. They need your help desperately. And that's why I bought them two 4D ultrasound machines because they desperately need the help. And they're helping moms with counseling and all sorts of ways. Just dial pound 250, pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You'll never regret helping to save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours. I cannot tell you how much we love it. And you know what? We get it up and running all year long. But in the spring, the kids are even more excited to go out because it's not as cool to get there. It's got awesome LED lights. Anthony and I can use it for our shoulders and our aching joints. And the kids are jumping around and swimming. And they're swimming better than ever because it's a Michael Phelps swim spot. And they're learning. It's fantastic. 100% built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com, put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. We continue now with Carol Swain. She is a senior fellow for the Institute of Faith and Culture and the author of Adversity of Diversity. It really is sad. You know, these universities have been become woke and and yet this double standard is being applied on on a number of levels for her. Now, I just happen to believe most HR departments can be summed up in a very simple way. and, And that is the golden rule. And and I guess if you're agnostic or an atheist, you can reject the first part, which is to love God with all your heart, mind and soul. Okay, that's optional. But treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. Treat, uh, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. And if you do like, for example, if, if somebody wants to be called he or her or she or whatever, I, I'd respect their their request. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't think kids in school should be indoctrinated uh, and values of parents should be contradicted, especially in the lower grades, even in high school, for that matter. Well, I mean, I agree. And I can tell you that if we want to try to rescue American education, we have to turn our colleges and universities into institutions where you do have competing ideas. We used to think of universities and colleges as marketplace of ideas. And I guarantee you that no critical thinking skills will take place in indoctrination chambers. People grow, they learn when they are exposed to divergent views where they're forced to think that is not happening on today's college and university campuses. It's really a shame. And, you know, all the academic work that you have put together in your life, you you need and deserve to get credit for it. I mean, I'm proud to know you and call you a friend. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on what's going on. And I'm sorry this happened to you. I really am. Well, I'm not going to give up until she resigns. Uh, and then we are going after the rest of them and try to reclaim and restore American universities. I, I think that is a noble goal. Carol Swain, thank you so much. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Your calls are coming up next. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Um, You know, I want to tell you something about what's going on. The state of Texas now has joined uh, groups like the Federalist, the Daily Wire, and they are suing uh, on the issue of federal censorship or what they call the federal censorship industrial complex. 
And basically, the latest in a series of major investigations and court cases in the last year. And what they're uncovering is federal censorship laundered through private cutouts. Now, the U.S. Department, uh, U.S. State Department is violating their claim, the U.S. Constitution, by funding technology that would silence Americans that question government claims, saying that a lawsuit filed by the by the Federalist, the Daily Wire in the state of Texas. Now, the three are suing to stop, quote, one of the most audacious, manipulative, secretive, gravest abuses of power and infringements on the First Amendment and First Amendment rights by the federal government in American history. That's written right into the lawsuit. And it exposes federal censorship activities even beyond the very dramatic discoveries in the pending uh, U.S. Supreme Court case, uh, Murthy versus Missouri, or, or basically also known as Missouri versus Biden. That lawsuit alleges the State Department is illegally using counterterrorism center intended to fight foreign disinformation instead to stop American citizens from speaking and listening to information government officials dislike. I mean, look at the lead up to the 2020 election. You want to talk about disinformation or the federal censorship industrial complex? Well, we know what happened in the lead up to 2020. We know that the FBI, they had verified the authenticity of the very real laptop of Hunter Biden, which they had in their possession since December of 2019. They confirmed its authenticity in March of 2020. Why did the FBI have their special agents meeting weekly with big tech companies, warning them they may be victims of a disinformation campaign? And that disinformation campaign may be about Joe Biden. It may be about Hunter Biden. And then, by the way, when we get close to the election and the New York Post breaks their blockbuster story, even though the FBI knew it was an authentic laptop, when they were asked by the likes of Facebook, asked by the likes of Twitter, by the way, is this the misinformation you've been warning us about or is this true? Even though they knew it was true, they would not confirm that it was true. Now, that seems like they're putting cinder blocks on the scales of a presidential election. And this is the type of thing that is that is happening again and again and again. Let me play for you Michael Schellenberger saying that the censorship industrial complex, which includes the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, big tech media platforms, is even worse than they realize. Let me play this for you. Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex, a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. I regret to inform the subcommittee today that the scope, power, and lawbreaking of the censorship industrial complex are even worse than we had realized back in March. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show U.S. and U.K. military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. All right, joining us now, Sean Davis, our friend with The Federalist. He is the CEO and the co-founder. Sir, welcome back. How are you? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Glad you're with us. Merry Christmas. Thank you for having me, Sean. Uh, let's talk about this lawsuit and how applicable is this whole issue of what 
the FBI did in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election? I think it's all connected. Um, basically, what we have is the federal government acting effectively as a Death Star, uh, to use a Star Wars example, for censorship across the country. Because uh, the government has shown us what they actually fear most. It's, it's not foreign propaganda. It's not foreign terrorists. They're terrified of their own citizens exercising their rights in ways that the government doesn't approve of. And in our case, our own government, using our money that it, that it takes from us in taxes, um, basically built up a censorship, censorship regime to tackle us, to tackle organizations uh, like the Daily Wire and the Federalist, uh, to make it harder for us to report facts, especially facts that the government doesn't like. And uh, we, we're thrilled to have the new Civil Liberties Alliance representing us in this case. Uh, so that we can finally fight back against this massive regime trying to shut us down because of our politics and because what we say is inconvenient to them. Can you explain exactly what it is they've been doing to the likes of the State Department? There was a unit that they set up there called the Global Engagement Center. And the Global Engagement Center acted as a hub uh, for a bunch of other agencies within the federal government to partner with uh, private and third-party groups in order to... Uh, crack down on what they call misinformation or disinformation, which is merely just facts that they don't like. And what the what the State Department unit did was develop technology and build partnerships um, that it then farmed out to to private entities and uh, third party groups all around the country and all around the world. It farmed out its censorship activities to them and then pretended, oh, they're they're doing it. It's not us. So so it's OK. And, and what they by, by the way, I've been a victim of this also. My name was on a couple of lists. I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain, but uh, efforts to censor by social media presence have been well chronicled on top of uh, I've lost all privacy. Every time I turn around, my private text messages are being released publicly. But I digress. Yes. Well, and, and what's so insidious about it is that a couple of these private entities that we've identified, and we know there's hundreds of them. We have evidence on at least two of them openly brag that what they want to do is starve companies like mine of revenue so they can shut us down so we can't report facts they don't like. And this was all being done uh, uh, in concert with the federal government using technologies that the federal government developed. And it's illegal on a number of fronts. Obviously, it, it violates the First Amendment that says the federal government can't abridge our freedom of speech or our freedom to publish news. Uh, but it also violates the law. Federal law says that the State Department is allowed to tackle misinformation and, and propaganda only as it pertains to foreign actors, to state actors, which makes sense. You don't want China dropping propaganda in here and being able to get away with it. But what the State Department did was it illegally used that program and that funding to target domestic critics, to target domestic dissidents like you, like me, like the Daily Wire like conservatives all over the country, like the New York Post. And that simply cannot be allowed to stand if we want to continue to have a free republic. I totally, completely agree. Um, all right, so what do you think the future of this lawsuit is? Well, we're very confident. We, we think we have the federal government dead to rights. And, and I think what makes our case a little unique, we're not going in there shaking down the federal government for money. We're not saying, hey, you need to give us millions or billions of dollars for what you've done to us. All we're asking for is for the censorship and the illegal behavior to stop. We but, but wait a minute. It sounds to me like you would have damages. Why wouldn't you seek damages? Because we want... Uh, uh, 
I'm in this business. I'm doing what I do, and I know you do it for the same reason, because I want to make a difference, because I know that what we believe is right and what we say is true. And all I want is the opportunity to do that. I want the opportunity to go out unencumbered by my own federal government to say things I believe and to say facts that are true. So all we want is for them to stop doing this. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Anyway, Sean Davis, keep us in the loop on this, okay? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, we appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, Christmas now is going to be here before we know it. If you're looking for a really special gift, I encourage you to check out the firearms made right here in America but that uses old world craftsmanship. And that means my friends at Henry Repeating Arms. You start, you go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com. You'll get their free holiday gift guide. They'll mail it to you. They'll send free decals, a list of dealers where you are. And look, when you give somebody a Henry, you are giving them a work of art. You are giving them what ultimately will be a, a family heirloom that can be passed down to future generations. It is the finest craftsmanship you'll ever see. Uh, they have over 200 models of rifles, shotguns, revolvers you can choose from. They've got something for everybody, outdoorsmen, hunters, beginners, collectors like me, uh, and those looking for home and, and, and maybe work defense options that they need. They've got something for everybody. Anyway, all made in America. And anyway, the way to you know, get this, remember, it's, it's got a lifetime warranty. Go to HenryUSA.com, get their free gift guide, their free decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You're going to love this company. You're going to love their selection. You're going to look at this and be, wow, these are great firearms. You're going to love it. Anyway, HenryUSA.com. Tell me, friend Sean Hannity sent you. The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, let's say hi to Corbin is in Missouri. Hey, Corbin, how are you? Glad you checked in. Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, as always, a good show, Sean. Um, Thank you. you What's know, going on? You know, watching the debates and everything else like that, um, you, know, you, you got Haley and Vivek and, and Christie and, and DeSantis, and, and, and I'm just listening to him, and he is going to be the candidate. Number two Whenever Trump talks, he's, I mean, he can be talking to 50, 60, 70,000 people. And Donald Trump is making that connection with each and every person out there. Whenever you had, whenever you were interviewing him, and I guarantee you, I'm sure you looked out there at the crowd, you know, they just weren't listening to Trump. They had that connection with him. And the other thing that, that I see these candidates talking about, it's, it's always I and me and I and me and I and me. The one thing that Trump always says, us and we. And, you know, you know, we built America back. It was all, it was what we did. And, you know, the one thing that he always says, you know, they're not after me, they're after us. Trump is just in the way. But, I mean, the man makes a connection. And that's that is uh, listen, it is a phenomenon that in many ways I can't even explain to you. I mean, think about this. It defies all conventional political gravity that you have a presidential candidate that gets arrested and arraigned. And every time it happens, his poll numbers go up. They don't go down. Um, you see what's going on. On, on paper. You could not explain that. But in reality, you can. And I think what the American people have figured out is 
that the DOJ, the FBI, they have been politicized. They have been weaponized, that we have a dual justice system, that there's a fundamental corruption at the core of all of this. And I think it has caused people to rally to him. And and then he's got one other thing I think really working in his favor. His policies worked and his policies are simple common sense and they're very conservative. Now, I'm not saying anything bad. Look, do I think Chris Christie belongs on that stage with his I hate Donald Trump agenda? No, I think it's he's a blowhard and it's a waste of time. Uh, Vivek, in my view, started out interesting to me. He's become a little full of himself and and he's never really been a solid conservative with uh, conservative credentials. Now, in the case of Governor DeSantis, I think he's done a great job as the governor of Florida. A really good job. Um, and I, he's 45 years old. I think I could see him one day being a president. I can see that. Nikki Haley, you know, ran a conservative, ran, a, you know, a conservative state. She has a track record. She's a serious candidate. Um, they certainly deserve more attention, in my view. So, um, but, you know, it's I, I, I don't think I could take another shouting match with with Christie and Vivek, you know, it makes my ears hurt after a while. The the one thing that uh, you know that you know, watching the debate that you had with uh, DeSantis and Newsom, you did a great job too. I thought I thought you were very right in the middle. You had the facts and everything else like that. I'm watching you. DeSantis on that debate, and I'm going, wow! I can I could get behind this guy. I like DeSantis, but I'm watching him in the debates, and I'm going, okay. Where was where was the guy that was on Hannity that was actually fighting Newsom? <laughs> uh, look, I'm not going to make an excuse for him, but I can only tell you in an environment like that, when you got so many people in a very limited time, uh, thirty seconds. Okay, uh, you're finishing your answer. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. You know, if, if you remember what I said at the beginning of that debate, I said I'm going to try and give you guys room to breathe here. Now, let me explain what what the system we had. We had a green light, meaning it's your time. We had a yellow light, meaning, okay, wrap it up. And then we had a red light, meaning your time is up. When the, when the red light went off, I did not stop either candidate unless I really had to. And I let them finish their thought. I let the debate, I even said, I used the word during the debate, I want to let this thing breathe and let you guys have a conversation if you're willing to have it without speaking over each other. And, it got, you know, every once in a while I'd have to say, please don't make me a hall monitor. I don't want to be Chris Wallace. Um, and, and mostly they were cooperative. It got out of hand occasionally, but that's bound to happen. And, and I thought it was a very good substantive debate. And my questions were all fact based on the issues that I think impact people the most. That's how I approach that debate. I, I hope I succeeded in my mission. Certainly a lot of people watched it and I'm glad that they did. And, um, a lot more than watch the last Republican primary debate. But um, I just think it lends itself for people to stay more dialed in and focused rather than, you know, too many people on the stage. I think you know, I, I just don't see a lot of these people making it far. Anyway, I hope that answers your question, my friend. Um, glad you're out there. Thank you for your kind words. It means more than you know. Have, hope you have a great holiday. 800-941-SHAWN is our number.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.